0: what up and welcome to a podcast with mo i am mo this is episode 185 on this episode i'm joined by koopy we talk about our patreon the merch shop online shopping tv shows a whole bunch that i forgot to write down uh we talk about music and then we talk about some books and then after we talk about books i i list off a bunch of podcasts i like um thanks for checking us out Podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Koopy. Hello. Um, how's your month been?
1: Um, uh, it's been a mixed bag, I'd say. A mixed bag of productivity. Right. A little bit of, um, laziness. Yes. Um, stress a little yeah
0: but overall not i mean this summer
1: it's yeah it's the end of summer (laughs) (laughs) right
0: uh you know not to get too much in the whole teaching thing but i do think the thing that is different about this summer is yes teachers weren't working obviously because school wasn't going on but you didn't get to like enjoy your time off
1: yeah like it was there was a lot of like unknowns and a lot of um questions about, you know, what the school year would look like. And of course, last minute random like v- virtual de- like uh, online professional development things. So I sat a lot I sat a- in a lot of online class class type things. Right. Um some of it was kind of honestly felt like a waste of my time. Yeah. Some of it was helpful, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
0: that. That's how it goes. I always just think it's weird because we don't think about it as just teachers are asked to do all these things in the summer months where they're not paid for it. Yeah. And it's like no one really – because a lot of people are like, well, of course you don't get paid for those months. You don't work. And it's like, actually, a lot of times you have to, said, which is fucking weird. I mean,
1: all of June, I didn't really work. But most of July, there was some type of work happening throughout the week.
0: Right. Um, and so it was like any time we'd have a couple of days or like, all right, I'm enjoying myself and relaxing. Something would always come, come up, up and be yeah. stressful. So uh, it was some bullshit, I'll say.
1: Well, <laughs> that's expect the unexpected.
0: Yeah, uh, this is Big Brother. Speaking <laughs> of which, Big Brother apparently is coming back within like a couple of mo- a couple of weeks, I think.
1: Well, like I mean, soon. if it's okay for kids to return to school, I don't see why Big Brother can't continue.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, that. yeah, that's the logic moving forward for most things. Uh, so we'll see. I think it's an all-star season of Big Brother from the rumor. Um, I think there's, like, legit information. I just haven't looked it up. Just Jim, who I work with, kind of text me about it, and I was like, oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that is good news. We enjoy it. I hope it. they're all safe.
0: Right. I think as long as they quarantine them, you know, if the NBA can do it and,
1: you yeah. know, have 400
0: people in a bubble, they could, you would assume, get 16 people in a bubble. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, we're excited about Big Brother. At least I am coming up. Um. Trying to, th- you know, of course, with Koopy, with you being here, we'll talk about uh, books and shit. But I guess i can to talk about it on my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. You can go there and give me money to get early access to the podcast. Uh, be a co producer like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, and Pow wow. Um, be the the pillars that keep the podcast up in, a, in high esteem. <laughs> and uh, we also have a merch shop. We'll put a link to that. I think it's uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash I've been ordering too many shirts off the internet these days, but it's cool.
1: You needed some new clothes.
0: It's true. I've, I'm definitely one of those dudes that I hadn't bought clothes in years.
1: And I've given up. On what? buying new clothes
0: yeah yeah you and my mom are the same way uh, my mom can luck out sometimes and you can as well like you've bought me shirts and I'm like oh it's awesome and I wear it all the time um, but y'all do have habits of or did earlier in my life uh, where you'd buy me something and I'd be like cool but it's maybe not something that I would necessarily have bought myself and uh, like my mom got mad because she bought me shoes recently and then whenever I saw them I was like oh yeah I'm not gonna wear those and then she saw me again and she asked if I wore them and I was like no I haven't even tried them on And I think that's probably a dick move, but I was like, no, those just aren't my style. I don't wear those.
1: And you bought your own. And I went
0: and bought my own shoes. Yeah, they came in the mail today.
1: So you just need to get in the habit of doing that.
0: I know. Um, I like getting free shit, but I am to the point where I don't want
1: just any free shit. You're getting picky and no one's (laughs) wanting to mess with that.
0: Right. So uh, I have plenty of other clothes I need to purchase, but right now I'm on t-shirts and I'm just going to keep... My next one's gonna be a graveyard t-shirt. Uh, I want to... There was someone else, a homie on the internet, who had a t-shirt the other day. I was like, yeah, I need to get one from them. So anyway, that's my goal. I'm just to start getting friends t-shirts. Right on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like book shirts.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's... I know your thing. Uh, I got you one cool one that has, like, fucking letters all over it. But it was also kind of weird. I don't remember. Lit- lithograph. Maybe use oh, the brand. Yeah. Well,
1: those are very fitted and I like more of a relaxed I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Buying clothes online that's another thing is uh if you find a place yep. that has a fit you like, you're like, all oh, right, we'll just get them from there then.
1: Yeah, so very that's not loyal. Good. Um all
0: right, well, so what else do we need to talk about oh. before we get into books? Well
1: first we usually like to talk about T V so we spend a l- something we both do together.
0: Right. We do uh, watch a lot of TV.
1: So the first thing that I was really excited for in July was Hamilton because it came to Disney Plus. So I got the Disney Plus subscription and we had a movie night.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I remember the very long Hamilton movie.
1: I loved it and I already want to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I work all day, so (laughs) just watch it when I'm at work.
1: It's better in the dark.
0: Well, you can foil up the windows, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I saw it live a few year a year ago.
0: Yeah, I think last that's right.
1: Twenty nineteen. Yeah.
0: It just feels longer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so it's obviously not as good as seeing it live, but it was really cool to see the original cast and it's obviously sounds just like the soundtrack.
0: Right. I didn't I didn't I think I've said this before, but I just didn't love everyone's rap voice necessarily. And then uh, I do think a lot of the beats are just uh, 90s and early 2000s New York hip-hop beats. Like, they're just in the those tight beats if you're a producer, you know, and you're, like, looking up YouTube-type beats. And which is fine, because that's – a, I mean, that's uh, Lin-Manuel –
1: Manuel Miranda.
0: Miranda's, like, era, and that's his shit. But for me, like, that's the type of hip-hop I just personally am like, oh, yeah, I don't really like New York hip-hop that much. And so uh, – a lot of it didn't vibe with me, but I did love the dude from Hunter* who played the, the King of England. Yeah. He was so good that I was like, yeah. And I would even say, I think all the women who sang, you know, that they're like a hip hop singing parts. I thought those were well done too, but there was something about the rapping and it's probably just because I listen to too much rap music um, where I'm like this whole conversations and storytelling and people are like, it's storytelling. It's real hip hop. I'm like, well, that's not what hip hop does. It does storytelling, but not like that. And and then again, I think it's cool. He pulled it off, but I don't think it's like, those are bars that you can put side by side, any great rapper. And that's how it was presented for years before I, I'd heard it. So I just think I'm a little haterish on it.
1: Yeah, you are for sure a hater on it, but I love it. Yeah. So that was the first thing we watched. <clears throat> there was also The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus.
0: Yeah, I think Disney+, Plus is a big waste. I'm still on that boat at the moment.
1: I've watched other random Disney movies in my free time. I don't time. even think they
0: have a goofy movie, so...
1: I've, we'll need to double check. That's
0: my favorite, and they don't even have it. I so. feel like
1: they do. I feel like they do.
0: I mean, we at good. No, I think they have a very goofy movie, the sequel that wasn't as good.
1: We'll double check. But I've watched Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, um, Peter Pan, I watched
0: We watched Aladdin.
1: Aladdin, yeah.
0: Cuz I was here for that one. It was pretty good. And
1: there's another cute one. I can't remember what it was called. Onward, I think. It was really yeah. cute. I anyway. I liked I like it. We also been watching a lot of Alone. Oh, um, we
0: didn't really say it. we don't want The Mandalorian.
1: Oh yeah, Mandalorian it's is fucking boring. No dialogue. It's so It's good to go to sleep, too.
0: Right. Well, and I get it's like Star Wars western. You know, like, you could see a Western done the same way with no dialogue, and the guy has a kid, he he's fucking raising. Like, I mean, you could just see it as a fucking, yeah. b- as a Western, but it's just, like, it's so boring, I don't love the aesthetic of Star Wars, necessarily, all the time, of the junk tech, or whatever. I mean, it's cool, but it's also, like, none of this shit even makes sense, really. Like, you could fly in space, but you can't fucking live on a planet, I don't if you fly in space, you have the technology, to do all kinds of stuff on a planet, anyway. Uh... I also don't love Star Wars, so I guess that's just me, again, being a hater of that. But yeah, what was your... Alone was the next one?
1: Alone, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Alone. I've watched like every episode that there is available to stream. I haven't seen the first two seasons because they don't have those anywhere
1: Yeah.
0: that I've seen, and... Uh, I don't really care to now at the moment because I feel like they're not going to be as good now that I've seen the rest of them. But we even watched the newest episode. So if people aren't familiar, even I've list, mentioned this a million times on the podcast. Alone's like Real Life Survivor. They drop people off in the middle of the wilderness and they're like, survive as long as you can. Hit this button when you want to quit. And they get like 10 tools and they try to kill animals to eat them and Which fish. Which is the saddest and, part. Right. It's and, hard uh, to watch. The newest season It's like a 100 day challenge They win a million dollars They make it 100 days And uh, there's one guy I really like Who made Rock House And uh, I think he's going to do well But it's just uh, I think it's a really good reality show Because it is real Like there's no made up storylines So far
1: it seems to be
0: Right Now again they could be lying to us all And it could be real elaborate And it could still be fake But it seems real so far Yep So I'm enjoying Alone
1: and Black Mirror is another one of your favorites. But the last couple episodes were a little womp womp.
0: Yeah, we... I mean, I went to one of my favorites, cause there because there people that fucking love Black Mirror. Um, I've always wanted to watch and get into it, and I'm watching an episode here or there, and I'm like, oh, that was really cool. I think we're at season three or four or something like that. And, I think three.
1: Uh, Sounds right.
0: And, yeah, so we watched the one where it had, like, Juniper, I think, was the first episode of, of this collection. And that had Cameron from halt and catch fire, whatever that woman's name is in real life. And, um, that was pretty good. I liked the whole, like it was like a, I, it was basically upload. Yeah.
1: It was upload the
0: TV show that we've talked about a couple months ago or a month ago, whenever that was on show. Yeah. So it was basically that before that show existed, but just one episode. And, um, then the other episodes of the the thing, the two after that we watched, we were like, oh, these aren't very good. Yeah. I didn't think so. We'll see if it turns around. So, yeah, um, I
1: think we watched like four episodes of that. I liked the horror one where the guy was like, yeah, he was a good actor. It was
0: like a Hideo Kojima thing where like video game programmer was trying to develop the newest video game, but it kept going bad, and I don't know. It was,
1: he it needed was test subjects. It was a good one.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Um. Rick and Morty is also one that we've been watching a lot of. It's yeah. not on my list, but it was, it's right. funny. We're still
0: having a problem because HBO Max, uh, My, I think I'm going to try to get a Chromecast soon or something that there's an HBO Max app on that I can plug up like a Roku. So, um, if people don't know HBO Max and also Peacock, which eventually I'll have to subscribe to, but not until fucking Office leaves Netflix, I guess, and then I'll, I might do it. Um, They're not available on Roku's or Amazon Firesticks. And it's because, I mean, different reasons, but more or less because they want to sell stuff through their stores that's also available on HBO and some about percentages and cuts and all this stuff. But they think that Roku is going to start being like that, kind of playing hardball with different apps. So it's not going to be worth it for me. To Deal with that shit, so if we can get a Chromecast and then it's just gonna work with that, I just need to test it out, you know, see how they work. I've never that's had
1: all you, I don't know anything about it, as long as it doesn't look ugly,
0: right? Yeah, I think it'll be a dongle behind the TV, you won't that's even, fine. You that's won't even see I'm fine with that.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, that kind of sucks because we like Roku stuff, but um, HBO Max, I can only watch on my PlayStation 4 at the moment, or we can get on the app, so like we can't watch it. Yeah, yeah, we can't watch it on like an app on Roku. So that has made it very annoying for us. And so when, whenever the internet is doing well in our living room, because we live in this old brick house and the Wi Fi can barely make it to our living room. But this morning, for instance, it was really, it was like 15 megabytes a second. But then some days it's like two.
1: Yeah. And
0: then it's like, okay, uh, that's fucking weird. So on the days HBO works well, we watch Rick and Morty because it is like, I think it's been very good. So.
1: Yeah. And it, it's good to have a good comedy or a good cartoon.
0: Right. We we both like cartoons. Skinny started watching it after we talked about it on the podcast, and uh, he likes it as well. And then me and him, I'm sure people have heard it on this podcast and the music ones. We just do it so like, all right, I got your back, dog. I just say that to Skinny, and then he cracks up because he remembers that part. And I explain to him how my favorite humor of Rick and Morty is Morty's like – trying to be cool, but he stutters and he's he's like uncertain stuttering coolness of like, No, I got I got I got your back dog. Like (sighs) we're gonna we're gonna get through this get through this. It's gonna be a gonna be a real good time. Like I just I love it. I fucking love it. Every time we watch it I'm like, this is so great. Like so, he wants
1: to be cool, but he knows the situation's all wrong.
0: Right. So <laughs> and I get like I think Rick's probably most people's favorite because he's the way he is, but Morty's
1: Summer's been pretty good the last few episodes. Yeah, they've
0: definitely developed developed Summer more. Um, um they have good side characters for sure.
1: We have a lot of random shows too. I'll just kinda of rattle them off. Uh for sure. Down to Earth with Zach Efron.
0: Yeah, that was like a we watch a lot of at night these random what do you call them lifestyle shows maybe yeah. of like it's just random shit like i watched um the one that by david chow that was about cooking and then we'll watch them traveling ones and this is kind of in that vein it's like zach efron doing the anthony bourdain thing
1: yeah and there were like only like eight episodes but it was good yeah
0: right, it's more about one. like greens, s- sustainability and e- helping the environment yeah. and yeah. superfoods and eating good and different types of water. That was a good episode. Yeah, the water one. Because it had my favorite celebrity these days, Anna Kendrick on that one.
1: Oh yeah, I watched her show.
0: That's the one we kept forgetting. Uh we were trying Love to get life. One. Yeah, there is Anna Maybe Kendrick. Maybe I
1: watched that in June.
0: Maybe. But yeah, that had a we watched we knocked it all out in a day, so I feel like we might have missed that one before. Um Anna Kendrick again was really fun on the Zach Ephron show cuz they're drinking these different types of water from different parts of the world. And they do taste different. She's like, am I being punked right now? It seemed like a setup that they would have for punked.
1: She's cool for sure. Uh, The Alien is Season 2. just started this past... couple weeks ago, maybe. A couple weeks ago. And I've kind of binge-watched those uh, this past week. I really like it. Um, So whoever told me to keep a head up for that, thank you.
0: I think that was Southern Comfort.
1: Thank you. Um, It's really good. It's about... Like a women in mental institution who is wrongfully convicted to the electric chair for the death of her baby and she didn't actually do it. So it's solving that crime. Right. I really like it. I watched seasons two and three of 13 Reasons Why.
0: Such a dumb show. Sorry.
1: I read the book a long time ago. So I watched season one and thought it was pretty good. Season two, not bad. Season three got crazy and season four. I haven't even started really, but it's going to be dumb. Yeah,
0: I just think um, my biggest complaint with it and a lot of people's biggest complaints because they're like it glorifies suicide or whatever. And I don't even have a problem with that. I think uh, people kill themselves. And if you want to do a show about that and if that's the world and it, you're portraying it kind of realistically, that's fine. Um, my problem is the main character of the show i just think is really bad clay i don't i think the actor like has a mouth breather look i don't think he at all looks (laughs) like and maybe it's me being like you have to have a certain look to be on tv but he just has a look like you just look like a normal dude you're not good at acting you're always breathing out your mouth like i don't know i just i'm a a super non-fan of the main character of it and then the girl they got for the first season i was like well at least she's dead nope Nope, she shows up as a ghost image that he sees, and I'm like, (laughs) he's
1: he's he's traumatized by it, and he's seeing her. He's and then I can't see the kid
0: off of Parenthood without thinking he's the kid from Parenthood, and then I understand like no one has seen Parenthood, but fuck, it's so good. It's like probably the most. It's probably the best show that no one knows about. I would be down to try to rewatch it if it's on something. It's been a long time.
1: I'll cry every episode.
0: I always say there's only two TV shows that ever made me cry. And that's Home Makeover Edition, shit back in the day, and then also Parenthood. Like, it would be just like, God damn, this shit's really, really good. Um,
1: it's real. Um, community has been a, our go-to comedy.
0: Right, which is made created by Dan Harmon, who is a co-creator of Rick and Morty. So I can see yeah. where we're kind of in that that mood. And you can see a lot of similarities between the two, honestly, now that you watch Rick and Morty. How eventually, I know Community breaks and like, there's different... Universes and different timelines of like they do episodes like that too.
1: Yeah, that, community gets weird later on, but right now it's pretty
0: right. I mentioned on the episode with Snappy last that we were re watching that, and that my biggest takeaway lately is that I just don't think Joel McHale's funny on it.
1: Yeah, he's just a jerk, really.
0: Like, there's just never. There's, like, not even – even when he's, like, a nice guy, it's, like, okay, but he's not funny, though. Like, like he has no – like, hardly any humor is derived from Joel McHale's character. It's very odd. Uh, all the rest are great, like, Troy and then Pierce. Again, it's probably my favorite in the rewatch through. Um, I just love how offensive he is.
1: He's very offensive. Abed. I always like Alison Brie as
0: Yeah. Alison Brie's another actress that I'm just always rooting for when I see her in anything, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then today we watched the first episode of Umbrella Academy.
0: Yeah, so that's a show I know I think Southern Comforts also watched the first season of that. Um it was a superhero top show. Oh yeah, season 2. Kids get uh adopt all these kids are born on the same day. I don't know if they ever explained what, what that whole supernatural events about, but they may have in the first season. I can't require remember off the top of my head. And, um, anyway, some rich guy adopts seven of them and then he makes them into, um, a little superhero squad. And, uh, yeah, he follow them in the first season and one of them is a time traveler that has to stop the apocalypse. And then second season, like through other events, they have to do it again. Right. In a certain way, but in a different time. And, um, I really enjoy the uh, thematics of it, like the way it kind of is like a 70s TV show, like the way it will do like their theme music and a big title across the screen. Like uh, there's a lot of care put into the setup of it. It's not just showing you scenes. I don't know. There's something very artistic about mm-hmm. about the show, I feel like, which and the I really music like
1: is wonderful,
0: right? The music's really good. I think the special effects are really good because a lot of people don't think about that these days. Um, but special effects are expensive. Um, they really are. and it's like these are all really do- well done whenever they do it, I mm-hmm. feel like so um, big fan of this one.
1: Yeah, so had a good start to, the, to yeah, the season. The
0: first episode got you to be like, well, what the hell is gonna happen? But then we had to record this. so yeah, we couldn't. Watch another one.
1: Um, so another thing we were gonna talk about before we get into books are some music updates.
0: Yeah, you've been, you know, I've gotten you on the Spotify. And uh, you've been listening to some stuff.
1: Yeah, I apparently, I didn't, I think it was a surprise to everyone. Taylor Swift released an album last week, and I know you're a huge fan.
0: Oh, yeah, I hate Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) Well, I haven't listened to all of her stuff, but a few albums here and there I've enjoyed. And Folklore is definitely one that I really like. So I listened to that, like, all week long in the background.
0: Right. Well, I think my problem isn't anything actually with taylor swift's music i haven't really listened to it i'm sure it's fine i think it's definitely not the genre i would listen to i think it's because i heard her say some braggy shit of like how hard she had to work and stuff which i'm not saying she doesn't work hard but it's like her dad was a music executive that got her on a disney channel show when she was a kid like that's just she was on the molly cyrus's show hannah montana i think i think she had some uh guest start on or, i didn't she was uh, she
1: did any acting i
0: don't really know because i didn't watch disney show but i've seen pictures of her as a child that looks like from the hannah montana show so but either way i know her dad was a music executive so like that's just an easier path and uh well, I, think, I also
1: like miley i'm a miley fan right For sure. <laughs>
0: um but i think miley Cyrus leans into it she's never saying like why to work harder than everyone she's like Oh, yeah, I got a show because my dad was fucking famous. And I was a, <laughs> like, I think she has a good personality. I just don't like Taylor Swift's personality. You know, like, there's something about that that rubs me the wrong way. And then as weird as it is, the whole Kanye thing. And this is a, a semantics part. Sure, Kanye was an asshole to get up there in front of Taylor Swift for and like, I'll let you finish, but let me say this shit. And then, of course, that's what I think got her more fans or at line or whatever the word is. Uh, He was right. Beyonce won video of the year at that award so through just fucking logic therefore it had to be the best female video because it won best overall video there is no way Taylor Swift should win best female video and then Beyonce win best video that's trying to say that somehow Taylor Swift was better than Beyonce's in the female but not better than hers like that just doesn't make sense so I think Kanye had a point. And all that was well, missed. Well,
1: just a random question. So Beyonce's best video overall was against men and women? Yes.
0: So to me, now this is probably more of an issue with the VMAs or whatever yeah, show I it think was. They're just, they should have, like, whoever wins best male and best female go head to head and then it win.
1: Right. Yeah. Like a bracket. Right. That's.
0: Pro- now that's probably on them but either way i don't think kanye was wrong because he stood up and said beyonce had the best video of the year that's what he said yeah and then she went on to win it later that night so he was right but everyone was like poor taylor swift and then she got all these fucking fans and i'm I, like she would not do anything uh,
1: i i don't want to really i don't really have an opinion on any of that but <laughs> But I like like her new album. I like her new album. It's really good. Um, So I've enjoyed it. And you also um, had some big stuff Uh, happen this week. I
0: released an album. So that was pretty good. I've gotten a few plays on it so far. At the moment, um, oh, it's called Internet Friends 2. I've talked about a bunch on this. Everyone should already know about it. Um,
1: But it came out two days ago. Yesterday. Yesterday.
0: Came out from us recording. Uh, It'll be like five days whenever this episode comes out. Um, yeah, I had, um, 6,666 plays at one point at time. So I, you know, that was like devil worship and stuff. So I posted about that and, um, yeah, we'll see how it does right now. All the listens are about the same, you know, like the, the song that has the most listens and the song that has the least amount of listens are only like 40 listen difference. So to me, that's still, people are just like, probably like listening to my whole album, you know, hook me up like, oh, I'll listen to it again or whatever. Um, uh, I think what gets, from what I remember last time I did Internet Friends 1, I think the exciting stuff happens like a week or two out whenever like one of the songs will get on some playlist that gets a lot of plays and then you'll start noticing like one's like got a lot more plays than the rest. You're like, yes! Someone liked that one. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I do think all of the songs are good. Um, even the songs, I'm not going to say which ones, but there are a couple that I'm like, I feel like those aren't as good maybe as the others, but I have had someone tell me that whatever song is one of their favorites of every song. Like, every song has been told to me, like, oh, that's one of my favorites, you know? So, I think uh, it's cool. It's yeah, cool people overall,
1: like it. good.
0: Yeah, people seem to like it. Um, I made another beat sale last night. So, not like a huge money one, but uh, any beat sales are cool for me, you know? I'll take it. And um, I got to keep making beats. I feel like I've really been slacking on the music department in the last few weeks.
1: Well, so you always deserve a little bit of a break. You had a big project to focus on, so you got all that done.
0: Sure, I basically took July off, kinda, um, where I was very um, wasn't really worried. I made a few beats, but yeah, I haven't been too too worried about it. Um, and then I've been making some playlists as well.
1: Right? So. Yeah, you have like I don't know, twelve. <laughs> I think
0: ten so far time of the recording of only like six of them. I've been like public about, I have the other four live. If people follow my account on Spotify, they could still see them, but I'm still kind of in the, I need to go through, make sure all the songs kind of fit in the vibe I'm going for, which is still something only I know. doesn't really make sense. The names don't even always make sense. Like the one that says hip pop. Um, it's not even what you would say is traditional hip pop. It is more of like the stuff I like that's a little more what I would say, like bubble gummy, is how I would and like I in my mind. And I expected
1: there to be lots of female artists on that, and there were not.
0: Yeah, there. Uh, I don't listen to many female artists. I, actually, I think I do listen to a lot more than I realize, but they're just not necessarily on the hip hop thing because I don't. I feel like, to me, I guess the categories of a lot of these isn't on lyrical content; it's on what the beat feels like. You know, I'm like these beats kind of have a poppy guitar. Like I could see if some One Direction kid singing on a on this, and it'd be a pop song if there's someone singing. Like if I have that feeling, but someone's rapping, and to me that's like a hip pop type of song. But I I think other people see it as like little Yachty, because those beats are so childish sounding. You know, like I think that's what other people think that's a that of hip hop. So who knows? I also have one called This Face, which I think a lot of people aren't gonna appreciate the name of it because they're gonna be like, this is just weird distorted emo kid yelling rap music. What does this have to do with this face? But to me when I listen to it, I'm always like, Oh, I can't believe you said that and I do look like a little this face.
1: So <laughs> that's
0: uh that's where it comes from. So anyway, yeah, I'm working on some playlists. So y'all should follow me on Twitter and see me share that shit.
1: It's all on Spotify. Correct. Correct.
0: so if you have any questions suggestions or corrections please email us at a podcast with mo that is a p-o-d-c-a-s-t-w-i-t-h-m-o at gmail.com perfect boom
1: so now we're down to books
0: yeah so how many would you get four this month
1: Four, technically three and a half because one of them I started in June, right, but I'm gonna save that one for the end because it was the last book I finished, right. So I'm gonna work in it was uh, a chore. it <laughs> I'm gonna just go in order. Um the first book I finished was I always like to show you the cover a uh, burning. And I don't know how to say the author's name, which makes me look like a jerk. Uh, uh, I would
0: say Mega Mahumdar. If I had to guess, and I don't, I don't care if I've finished the author.
1: I think that's that <laughs> sounds that sounds good. Um, and it's a novel, really short. Three different perspectives. It's called A Burning. It opens up with a train catching fire and it's like a terrorist act it's this is set in india by the way right um and there are three main characters we have uh, this is contemporary india so modern times um jivan who is a muslim girl from the slums and she just wants to better her life she works she was pretty good in school she works as a English like she teaches people English tutoring it and she works in a department store and she wit- witnesses the train getting set on fire and then we have P.T. Sir who is an opportunistic gym teacher so he just wants power he's like power hungry right? and he was Jeevan's, um principal type gym teacher like he was like a head of the school type thing um, and then there's Lovely, who is um, an outcast, exuberant, wants to be a Bollywood actor, actress, actually. So um, Lovely is, I guess, what we would call... Um, A crossdresser? I don't know the public, the politically Um, correct term. I think
0: crossdressing is fine if you're if it's a man whose goal is to dress up as a woman for the night, but not live as a woman all the time. I think that would be a crossdresser is politically correct.
1: Well, I mean, if it's someone who wants to
0: be a woman all the time, I think that it would be a a transgender
1: transgendered, but not having had surgery. Yeah, a pre-op,
0: a pre-op transgender. No,
1: yeah, so just works hard to be projecting as a woman and wants to be a woman in films. Right. Um,
0: Take all the women's roles. It's all these men want to do.
1: (laughs) I don't want to go there, but um, (laughs) basically they're all connected through Jeevan or Jeevan. I'm not sure how to say her name um, because she witnesses this incident of the train catching on fire and she tweets about it. Um, on social media, um, about because the police don't do anything to save the people on the train. And she says something about, um, the police being terrorists themselves. So they think that she is a terrorist by posting this, and she is taken, um, to court and tried for th- this crime being connected to the train. Um, Burning right. a uh, the t- burning of the train, and it's really sad. Um, beautifully written, very fast paced. I read it very fast. Lots of rich, developed characters. Right. I would highly recommend it. Um, I think it'd be a really good like mini series or a movie.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah. Glad you liked it.
1: Yeah, it was really good. So that was the first book. The second book was not is non-fiction it's the color of law by richard rothstein this one has been trending
0: right so this is like kind of the history of how laws have or the systematic racism and how that works right
1: right it's a forgotten history of how our government segregated america
0: so i know you've like shared a few of these with me and so anytime someone's like well i don't believe systematic racism exists i'll be like well, yesterday my wife told me about, and then I'll explain some story you told me. And I'm like, I think that kind of is.
1: Yeah, it talks a lot about racial zoning, um, about how money was allocated just to basically, you know, prevent black people from coming into white communities. Right, preserve um, the
0: white way of life in certain areas. Uh,
1: one of the big arguments was also that it would take, you know, previously mixed communities that always lived in apartment complexes and did relatively fine together um, and segregated them into the suburbs um, by giving, you know, white families benefits and stuff for relocating and building homes, whereas black people couldn't didn't qualify for those same types of opportunities. And so they were forced to stay in, um old dilapidated apartments, you know things like that and it you know, just just like the intentional effort to segregate people um, right. even um those you know quote unquote slavery had ended it's just clearly um they weren't given equal opportunities
0: right you know? and I think it's uh, just because you said the word segregated, I think it's interesting that it seems to be the pendulums going back so far the other way. Some people that are liberal enough are like, and I think we should have segregated communities for minorities, but for their benefit, you know, like we kind of watched uh dear white people. And that was a thing that oh. really stuck out to me. was like, there was a all black dorms. And they were trying to desegregate that. And the black community was like, we need the all black dorms. This is good for us. And then just, uh, I think I've seen that argument come up and other things where people are like, well, we need something. Of- well, they
1: need like a safe place.
0: Right. And I, and I think that is what, what is, uh, the argument there, but I just think it's interesting how it's there was a time segregation was a thing, and that and there were a lot of black people who were successful, um, like Black Wall Street, you know, until the Tulsa thing, until all that went horrible. Or in a lot of shows we watch and period pieces, they'll like I think of the Get Down a lot for whatever reason, and Umbrella Cabin we just watched. There are black people doing well, and they look on the surface like they are doing just as well as any white family until they come in contact with a white person and then that person treats them like shit and they're like oh yeah that's a caste system or right or whatever like I don't know think about anything about the get down a lot because they were like trying real hard and then I think like all the apartments got burnt down and just fucked everyone over which that might talk about I don't know
1: oh it talks a lot about um different a lot of different I mean it, it there's so much from white fly to you know policies that the president made. You know just all different kinds of things that it covers. Right. Um, it's and then at the end because I think I I read this. I think I don't know when this originally came out. Um, but he has like a question and answer, so, which was I think you would really get a lot out of that part, and um, just kind of addressing a lot of the questions like does affirmative action work and um, things like that. So right. Definitely interesting, um, pretty frustrating, just because some people refuse to believe it exists, like you were saying. Right. Um, so another book I read is a novel, The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. And I have no idea when it will come out, but HBO won the bid to turn it into a limited series. It'll
0: probably suck. The series, so it always happens. TV, the series, you're always like doesn't live up to the book.
1: I don't know. Well, Britt Bennett is going to be the executive producer of it, so at least that's we'll see part of it. Um, this book has five parts, so it's like broken up into five different sections. Um, the vines twins, there's sisters. Um, they start off in I think the 1960s. No, 50s, 1950s. Uh, they're teenagers and they run away from their little town of Mallard, which was a community obsessed with obviously the color of their skin. They were a black community, but everyone bred to be lighter so that they would be more accepted in the white world. Right. Um, and so the Vines twins end up running away to New Orleans and. Um, over that year, they kind of drift apart and one ends up running off to California and the other one goes back home to Mallard. And, um, just, it's kind of about, you know, the different paths that they choose to take, obviously. Um, and then, so that's part one and two it's each twins perspective and then part three and four would be their daughter's perspectives. And so eventually they all come together in part five of the book. So I don't want to give too much away or anything like that. Um, But it spans over from the 1950s to the 1990s and it was really, really good. And it has um, also an interesting character who, wants to transition their gender as well so that was a part of this book as well
0: so i'm guessing it was written recently then
1: yeah i got uh this book came out in june 2020 it's a brand new release
0: does it feel like that part's forced on it i because i personally feel um like lately because it is such a hot topic thing like in video games or shows and stuff some people are like and we'll just throw that character on there not because it like that a character was in their original word, but just so like, well, we have to meet a quota, you know?
1: Well, I feel like it works because all of the characters have this overarching theme of being uncomfortable in their own skin. So right. because of that overarching theme, I think it fits right. because that character too is uncomfortable in their skin. It's not a race thing. It's a, but it is a gender issue for them.
0: Right. I mean, my favorite book of all time, ready player one has an almost, situation like that you know it's just different because there's an avatar as opposed to like an actual real life transitioning you know but there's like this like oh well you're treated better as a man so i've always well
1: one of the character that i will say that does transition is not one of the four main characters gotcha it's a side character but still a significant part of the story
0: right well um right on so am glad you liked that one too
1: i really did and so um honestly all of the books i read this month i think i would give five stars
0: even the last one
1: even the last one because i feel like it just took so it was such a work of passion um i wish i had a proper cover to show you but this one i read on my kindle right it's called the goldfinch by donna tart and the cover um is printed obviously on a book and it uh, it looks like it's torn open right. and peeking through the hole is a painting of the goldfinch, which is an actual famous painting. Um, and wow, I don't even know how to summarize this book into a couple of sentences because it took me two months to read. It was, I think, 775 pages on my Kindle.
0: Yeah. And you it took forever to read. You seem like to think it was boring, slow, even put you to sleep. That's why I was like, there ain't no way you're giving us a pop star. So,
1: But once like, yes, yes. I mean, there were those moments, but they would always come back to like, wow, that was a great... Okay, maybe four stars. Maybe four stars. I really liked the character of Boris, and I'm a little nervous to see how he is portrayed in the movie. Right. But anyway, um, it's... About this boy named Theo and his mother um, and father have uh, an unhappy marriage and they are separated, divorced. He kind of just abandons them. And so Theo's been kind of acting out in school when it opens up, and he and his mother um, have a meeting scheduled with the principal. And that morning, they decide to waste some time, well, spend their time, they enjoy it, at the art museum. And her favorite painting is The Goldfinch, which is where the title comes from. And so she spends a lot of time looking at the painting, and he kind of wanders off. And then out of nowhere, this tragic event, I'm not going to say what exactly, happens. And his mother ends up dead. And he has a moment of panic where he takes the painting with him and he flees the uh, art museum and so throughout the whole book it's him you know keeping this secret um and trying to decide what to do about it um along the way he ends up having to live with his dad you know his mother is gone so he has to live with his dad so he moves to vegas and that's where the character boris comes in um but i don't know it's set in new york And in Las Vegas, and it kind of goes back and forth. And it's just like a coming-of-age story. Uh, And, like, there's lots of drug abuse, some interesting uh, unhealthy relationships. Right. Um, A little bit of crime.
0: There's a movie, so someday maybe we'll watch it.
1: Yeah. And the book won a Pulitzer Prize. And it's like one of those modern literary classics that people will talk about supposedly for years to come. So it was kind of a bucket list to read for me. It was right. one that I've been needing to read for a long time. And so I'm just kind of proud of myself for
0: getting, knocking it out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Getting that one read.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just I guess it is a classic if it's that boring, you know.
1: I mean, there are lots of comparisons to Dickens. Like in the style of writing,
0: right? I guess that's a good compliment.
1: Oh, yeah. Charles Dickens. You I mean, know. I'm
0: aware, but I've never read his stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't read. I need to. If we ever get a lamp, I'm gonna start reading again. But
1: uh, well, we just gotta go shopping. Yep. Yeah. So but, that might happen. But yeah, so I read four books total. Um, I think I'm up to forty books for the year. My goal was sixty-five.
0: Yeah, we'll see on that one.
1: I'm um, supposedly three books ahead of schedule, but it does not feel like it.
0: it. Doesn't. But also I just know how busy December gets and November. It's not always easy to have reading time for you. So yeah, we'll see. But I, I mean, will be no pressure. Yeah,
1: some people get a hundred books in. I don't know how they do it.
0: They read little easy shit.
1: Maybe. Um before we leave, some podcasts.
0: Oh, yeah, not a huge deal. Um I was going to say, if we need several, I think we, we took enough time. I don't need to talk about podcasts. The only podcasts I really love these days are Two Bears, One Cape.
1: Well, so. I just listened to the first episode of the Michelle Obama podcast, and I really liked it because her first guest was Barack, and it just made me happy because he is so positive, and we I just miss him.
0: Right um yeah i another. two bears one cave is tom segura and burt kreisler who are Sam comedians that i really like and uh i just feel i really like i really like tom segura's humor and his style and when he says stuff i'm like i feel like i think like him in a way so i'm all for him and then burt kreisler is very much i wouldn't say he's just like snappy but he's kind of more you know i think i've always had friends that are kind of jovial you know I think powwows you know like a jovial guy and he doesn't necessarily always at least when we were younger didn't always think through things before he said them but he was just all about being happy and I think Burt Chrysler has that sort of personality type so I just think there's something I listen to that I enjoy I like Tom Segura giving Burt shit but Burt just laughing about it you know he doesn't get offended like I I enjoy their uh their chemistry a lot and then you've heard me cooking plenty of times where I'll just start laughing yes. and you're like what what are you laughing about and i'm like oh they're talking about porn and then bert said he can't imagine being cummed in and so for now 10 minutes tom's trying to just be like what you wouldn't like cum just sliding out of you and then you can hear bert about to gag and i'm like it's really funny to me but when i explain it it never seems funny but when i'm listening to it i'm like this is the funniest thing
1: Well, I think normally I don't realize that you have an ear pod in your ear. Right. And I think you're just giggling to yourself. So I want to know what you have thought of that's so funny. And then you share something that's not an original thought. And I'm like, oh, I guess you kind of just had to listen to it.
0: Right. Yeah. And even my original thoughts aren't that funny, typically. (laughs) Like, I I think I am funny, but I do not think I am funny to other people necessarily.
1: Oh, sure you are.
0: I think, for instance, someone like Skinny or even Pow Wow. uh,
1: I think you're funny.
0: I think they just laugh sometimes, but they don't even know. They're like, I know he's trying to make a joke, but they may not get it, but they'll just laugh at me to make me feel good. I get that feeling a lot. I'm like, well, I hope they got it. We'll see. Um, Every once in a while, I do make a good joke where you'll be like, that was pretty good. So, those are always good. But but my humor is a little more vulgar they than yours. Say it's
1: twisted. So,
0: <laughs> it's it has some meet some right medium before uh, you'll be like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Sometimes you'll be like, okay, we're done. I'm
1: a tough crowd.
0: For sure. Um, oh, I have a giant podcast list here. I see how many others were, stood out to me. Um, Colin's Last Stand is my video game podcast of choice these days. Yeah. Um, I still don't like his co host that much, but, you know, it's it's okay. Conan has fallen off, in my opinion. Conan did not. I mean, we listened to a couple. Of them. I just don't think he's that good over Zoom calls or whatever. You know, I think he really needed the in-studio stuff. I just don't find his webcam conversations that good. Um, I don't really know. I've been on. I called into the limbo cast last night so go check out the limbo cast i guess so they um office ladies also yeah, one of my you favorites you talk about that one i i mean they, that and two bears one cave are the two that i actually like look forward to every week i'm like yes then cuz it's like watching an episode of the office Without having to watch it, because I've seen them all so many times, if they mention a scene, I'm like, got it. It's, <laughs> it's here. Got it. I know which one you're talking about. And uh, then they give you all these behind-the-scenes shit, and now I'm like, I can't wait till I get it's to that like episode. It's pop-up
1: videos, but for The Office.
0: Right. It's, it's so good. So um, if you're an Office fan, I highly recommend Office Ladies. Um, it took me a while to get used to Angela Kinsley. Kinsley. Because I th- always felt like she was just so jealous that Jenna Fisher's the more popular, and then she'd always try to like prove that she's funny. But after forty episodes or whatever I'm into it, I just think that's just she's a southern lady, and that's just her personality. You know, like I don't think she's trying to be malicious about it,
1: so she is just a lot like Angela,
0: <laughs> but happier. yeah, she's not mean in that way, but like if Jenna Fisher would be like, Oh, and then I had this scene with Steve Carell and he did this awesome thing. Angela has to be like, yeah, well, I didn't really get to be with Steve Carell much because we were just extra. You know, like she can't she can't just let Jenna Fisher have it on the episode of like "Oh, good moment. And that's like annoying as a listener. But I think I've gotten rather over it or she's gotten better at it. I see. Um, Well,
1: I've often wondered um, if they have other ladies on.
0: Yeah, they've had Mindy Kaling call. They have other people just call it in general. Um, they've had, you know, many Kaling, BJ Novak. They normally worry about getting the writer or director of the episode mm-hmm. more so than an actor. But they've had like John Krasinski's done one of them. Uh, so they'll, they'll get people on. I think they had uh, Ken jong because he's his he got his start as like a the episode where Michael goes to his improv class. He's like one of the improv people or something. So he called it of how he's like, this was a big fucking deal because I hadn't even done Hangover yet. And, you know, I yeah. hadn't done Community or any of that. Um so they do have people call in, which is, is cool. And I like hearing, like, BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling being like, oh, and in the writer's room, so-and-so said this. And that led us to the... Like, that's always fun for me. I think they just know how all that... Right. if I could write, I think I would have been good at being, like, a TV comedy writer. I just don't have it's that ability. It's a skill
1: and a tool. You just have to refine it like <laughs> I, you do with your music.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And me and writing never worked out well at all. A Bill Simmons podcast, Um, I don't... I know this is a weird one, but he got like cancel cultured into being more liberal, which he was always liberal. I'm all fine with it. But like he came out after the protests and were like, I don't agree with them burning down businesses. I don't see why that helps their cause. And all of a sudden, like his next six episodes, he had to have like a person of color on and be like, I'm so sorry about my comment. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I feel like you should just stick to your opinion. Like, you know, you can have a, a thought if that's your thought. Well, you're
1: also allowed to change your thought and educate yourself Right, I
0: don't know. It just came off as him trying to pander to a crowd so he didn't lose too many listeners. I to do me.
1: know that that's like a big thing is about like performative allyship. We've talked about that a little bit this month, right. Um, but I think overall, people have good intentions
0: right. I mean, I do th- I agree with that. Um The Connect is a new podcast that uh, came out recently. I think they only have two episodes. I told you about this one the other day as well. It's going to be one I'm going to like a lot. It is two of my favorite people at The Ringer. Shea Serrano, who is a Mexican-American author. Um, He's wrote a couple books. and uh, They're about pop culture, his books. He's like a pop culture writer. And then uh, Jason Concepcion, who is an NBA writer writer i believe like a basketball writer so they have teamed up together um i believe he also has pop culture and uh they each pick a movie on each podcast and then they talk about what's similar between them so on the first episode jason concepcion chose uh office space which i fucking love office space and then uh shay serrano chose scarface which those movies are nothing alike but it was like they decide to work friends where the crossover. So <laughs> then they they just have all these questions they go through on the movies and kind of talk about the similarities. So I think that's going to be a fun podcast because I really like the, uh, personality of the two hosts. Like I like both of them. So I'm like, Oh, I think this is going to be real, real cool. So I guess that's all of my, uh, for the most part, also listen to the daily, which I think you would like a lot, which is like a NPR ish type of thing made by the New York times. And, uh, I listen to one liber- liberal show, the Jimmy Dore show. He's like a super liberal politician show. And then I listen to Ben Shapiro's show, who's super conservative. So I try to listen to one of each of those every week.
1: To balance it out. To see. <laughs> Not
0: that I follow either one. I just like to know what each side's mad about. Right. Like what – and I, I sometimes Ben Shapiro has good points. And sometimes Jimmy Dore has good points. But most of the time I'm like – I don't know. I think you're just yelling in an echo chamber to me. Um, but yeah, so there's like a million other. I've actually subscribed to 55 podcasts. So
1: yeah, I was thinking as you were going down this list, that that's a lot.
0: And then I'm also trying to listen to music, of course, to make playlists. So I don't really have so much time for my ears. <laughs> uh, wireless earbuds always are in my ears. Yes. And that is why. Um, all right. Well, thanks for coming on another month down. Uh, we'll see how much longer this podcast makes it.
1: Yeah, we'll see if I make it to 65.
0: I I have faith in you.
1: I don't know. You gave me a lot of crap.
0: We could set some rules around here to make you read more.
1: Well, I don't don't want it to be a chore.
0: Okay, we don't have to.
1: (laughs) Well, you need to read more.
0: I know. I do. We could set some rules and make that happen, too.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm all for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, peace. Bye.